All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today, uh, this episode should be one for the ages, because it is one for the ages. I mean, by by definition. Yes, the 29th episode of Transformers Rescue Bots. Uh, written by uh, the late Dean Stefan, uh, wrote a bunch of uh, uh, previous Transformers episodes, uh, one each in Animated and Prime, and as well as a number of previous Rescue Bots episodes, including Four Bots and a Baby. Ooh. And uh, wh- where do we have this one on the peril scale? That's uh, that's some pretty good mortal peril at the beginning. Yeah, at least not quite the, as much like peril next time, or as the next one, episode. Yeah, this one is not. It's not as much mortal peril, but I do appreciate uh, taking one of the the old plots that always works and doing the inverse. Yes. Uh, so so that's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not, no one's like, possibly about to die, so, except no. for at the very beginning, so that's nice. So, uh, we open up on the, on the, on the, the seedy docks of, uh, of Griffin Rock. Super seedy, just, also, it's, it's not a, that you know, seedy. dockside bars, and, I don't know, stevedores hanging around, longshoremen. <laughs> It's no mad rapport. I'll say that. No. So instead, uh, Chase and Chief Burns are just kind of hanging around. Uh, Chase is very interested in the intricacies of maritime law. Yeah, that must be very fun for him. Well, it's interesting because that is going to come up in the next episode. Yes. Oh, the law I of mean, the sea. If you're on an island, you're you're gonna end up having to know at least a little bit about maritime law if you're in law enforcement. <laughs> so yeah, there's a shipment that is headed for uh, for Doc Green's lab, but uh, unfortunately the chief is a tad under the weather because he's got the flu. <laughs> from the government. Doc is getting a shipment from the government, which yes. sounds worrying. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know why the government has any of these things that he ends up getting. It's... Maybe it's from Agent Fowler? Oh, I am all... Uh, I am all for at least like fanning the idea that uh, that Dot Green and Agent Fowler are are now in touch with each other. Yes. Now that he's in the loop on the whole alien robot thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the uh, the chief he's got the flu. He's just sneezing all over the inside of Chase, much to, much to Chase's uh, displeasure. Need to get him some of those napkins. Uh, he says that he's uh, he needs a mask. Wear a mask, damn it. He's experiencing fluid leakage. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, uh, Griffin Rock's only two uh, known criminals, barring that guy who's always getting busted for speeding. <laughs> yeah, with, with the minor it's, uh, really, it's but... Evan and Miles, hoodie-clad miscreants. The druids are back! <laughs> yes. Nobody knew who they were or where they were going. Well, why they were allowed back on the island? Yeah, it says they're oh. back on the island. Did they make parole? <laughs> Did, wait, were they actually prosecuted last time? Did, didn't the chief just give them a stern talking to or something? Maybe he was like, get off my island. 
This yeah, is... I would think they would at least be banned from the island. This is a lot of very good and important questions. <laughs> also, why can't they get, like, other colored hoodies? Why are they both wearing these brown hoodies that make them look like druids? <laughs> uh, uh, that does not go aesthetically with their car, which they seem to have got from 1956. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well. like most of the cars on Griffin Rock, I guess it's kind of like Cuba. You know, like Cuba, they've got oh, a yeah. lot of old cars still running because they well, were very well made. Isn't isn't that like the car that was in Mask, just without the flame paint? Oh, it does look like that car from Mask. Ooh. I can't remember what that one was called. I have no idea. I never had any Mask toys. It was before my time. It just wasn't as cool as Transformers or Gem. I mean, it's or... just not as cool for a vehicle to transform into another vehicle as it is for so... a... <laughs> well, that was cool. It's just like the scale of the toy was weird because they came with itty-bitty figures and I didn't give a shit about the itty-bitty figures. Mm-hmm. I had this one cousin who was like a year or two younger than me who, for whatever reason, was always the one who had those... Let like slightly lesser known toy lines, and he was the one who had some mask toys. I think it might be the Hurricane, oh, no. uh, a turquoise nineteen fifty seven Chevrolet that turns into a six wheeled attack tank, <laughs> driven by Hondo like Straker McLean. Uh, sure. Do you need a nickname if your first name is already Hondo? <laughs> I would say no. Anyway, so so these guys take off with this shipment. Chase only gets their uh, sweet chrome bumper. Uh, Chase is after them. Uh, at one point, he uh, he insists that uh, that the chief uh, says things and does not spray them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, they, and, but ultimately they escape thanks to a sonic. Like a, a sound wave device, and also an oil slick that I thought would, like, instead of having like a cool James Bond oil slick thing in their car, they just huck a can of oil out the window. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes how they have a can of oil in the front seat to just throw out the window. I Didn't mean, that clearly have... they were planning to do that. So they have this gun that's like a ray gun, except like in aesthetically, it's like a ray gun, except and they call yeah, it a sound 50s. wave gun, mm. and it basically just like it shoots, uh, like not like a beam, but it just it's like it boops someone, it just boops you. <laughs> it's like concentric circles. Like yes, it's as if Aquaman is summoning his uh, aquatic friends. Yes. Well, it's clearly it's at the stun, and it just knocks a guy into the water, and then Chief had to go get him and got wet again while already having a cold. Booped him right into the water. So they go right off the road. Uh, the criminals escape. They they escape in mortal peril, but because of his cold, uh, the Chief is now out of commission. Yep. He needs to rest. So that means... It's time to fight for dominance. Uh, now, and Cade quickly becomes the star scream of the group. Because now that yes. Dad has fallen, I declare myself the new Dad. Yes, basically. Yeah. I mean, he is the oldest, but that's not... No, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, it should clearly be either Danny or Graham, but uh, we're not doing that. No. Well, he he's arguing for, like, Invader Zim hierarchy things. The tallest must lead. <laughs> yes. 
Well, uh, tallest and also master of arm wrestling, which just makes you think of that uh, Stallone movie, Over the Top. Oh, it, it's where... still weird that there was a movie focused on arm wrestling. And was he a trucker? Too he's a tr- he's a trucker and also a professional arm wrestler. I feel and, like uh, Cade is the sibling that you're. You just like he. He's gonna say that he's in charge, and it's not even worth fighting over. It's just sure. It's just yeah. don't. Just whatever, whatever, dude. Okay, you're in charge. And and yes, he uh, in that movie Sloan plays Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln Hawk. That that's a very. I'll replace that with a good name later. Name and, Hudson and, Hawk. And uh, his uh, his son's played by David Mendenhall, who is also known for what? Oh, that rings a bell. Oh, um, uh, Flight of the Navigator? I don't think so. No, shit. I know he was in... Uh, definitely other... an 80s movie that we've all seen. What the fuck was it? Uh, was it Dune? It wasn't Dune, it, was it? It is not Dune. Oh, it should be Dune. Not everyone has seen Dune. Uh, it's Transformers the movie. He plays Daniel. Oh, that's oh. right. I I know it sounds familiar. Even as a voice actor, he's just there. Aww, <laughs> he's a good boy. He's a good, very small boy. So yeah, over the top. Mostly, I just remember him crying about almost melting his dad in the smelting. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty traumatic. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, the uh, yeah, the cheat, uh, the rescue bots are not are kind of trying to get themselves familiar with the concept of human illness, even though we've all seen them get sick from like a computer virus. Yeah. Well, it's it's different. It it just yeah, they, is. they they can't get the concept of a running nose because as uh, as Blades notes, a nose can't even walk. <laughs> he I'm gonna he run. thinks it's so funny too. Also, he points out when when they tell them that that uh, he's sick with the flu. Blade says that he got sick the first time he flew. <laughs> also, when Blades and, uh, is yeah. laughing about whether noses, it's like running. They can't even walk, can they? <laughs> oh, and there's a part in there where they're talking about mucus or something, and Blades is also like you humans. Oh well, well he's uh, you know he's saying that you know the chief cannot be productive, but he, on the contrary, Chief Burns was quite productive of a substance known as mucus. <laughs> Yeah. I collected a sample if you would like to see it. Boulder, absolutely 100% on board yes, seeing it. <laughs> Which I guess goes along with him, how excited he was about what fertilizer is made out of a couple episodes ago. So there is now a gas explosion in, uh, in Grim Rock. <gasps> Everybody has to go out. Uh, Cody wants to go, but he is too small and also loses the armor. <laughs> Now this this reminds me of something that is very common in kids entertainment but when you see it with an adult perspective is really weird and not okay is when you have adults who are super like fixated on defeating children in something 
<laughs> like any bad guy in any like kids movie that you know they're like yeah Cade's level of of competition with Cody for this is only okay in children's media if you had someone being yeah, like he, that he's, he's getting to Ed Rooney territory yeah. Like, from an adult perspective, like, calm down, Kate. He's a child. You do not need to feel threatened by the child. But this is supposed I mean, he, to be from... He is also the, he's also his brother, which kind of makes it... Yeah, there's that. So I, I just... I was like, come on, Kate. You're arm wrestling a child. But it's a children's show, so it's, it's slightly less weird. And of course, nobody actually listens to any of Cade's orders, because they already know what to do when they get there. So he is somewhat put out. He is. He is not. He's very disappointed, because they're all, he's like, oh, go do that. And they're like, I know. So, yeah. That's that's what you do. <laughs> yes. Well, so anyway, Cody goes uh, to see Doc Green, who is building the half of the machine that he was going to build with the other half of the components he was getting from the government that Evan and Miles stole. So, I really think that you shouldn't build half of it. <laughs> well, it, it's not that you shouldn't build half, but you shouldn't turn it on with only half of it built. Like it, like if if IKEA, you, you know, you got an IKEA table and you bought and you only got like half of it. Would you attempt to eat on that half a table after assembling it? No, you would not. No. Because what he was trying to build is a stasis machine. Uh, so you're, you're learning about stasis machines here on the stasis pod. <laughs> we are back in stasis. Yes, we, we would recommend a fully assembled stasis pod, stasis machine inside a stasis pod for your own safety. Not just willy-nilly so, zapping around. Also, I, I do want to so wanna bring up one thing from their their big uh, gas explosion rescue thing. Is that Heatwave does get to do a little buy my new toy feature power up yes. thingy but only oh, yeah. him no one else bothers with it no he's he's got to show off so anyway yes stasis so yeah doc green is very pleased with this uh this machine because it could mean you know you uh, bananas would stay fresh forever <laughs> oh and it also might mean human immortality but also bananas <laughs> frankie is not impressed with the idea of living forever so that you can eat stale frozen bananas <laughs> so you can eat ancient bananas anyway so unfortunately Cody is within beam range of this thing it turns on and it zaps him turning him into man Cody <gasps> dun 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 well, first, there's, a, there's a, suddenly a lot of smoke for no reason from this little ray yes and you just see him emerging from a cloud looking like he's hulked out of his clothes Yes. He's like, oh, hey, the, the ray made you guys shrink. So, hey, it's time for the... It, I guess it's more of a... Uh, it's not as much... I mean, I guess it is kind of a cartoon plot from back in the days when cartoons were actually yeah. about adults who were just ridiculous, like He-Man. Uh, not yeah. so much something you do in cartoons that are about, like, teenagers and children, but that's sort of one of those stock plots. Like, for instance, Star Trek The Next Generation did it. Where Rascals. That's actually a pretty good episode. Yeah, where the cast gets turned into children through some sort of plot magic. And so this is the inverse of that, where the child character gets turned into a grown-up, which you don't see quite as often. Well, I, you might see it more often now. I think it happened in Steven Universe, where Steven gets... Yeah! Or something. Yeah! So it, it, it is switched as, as over time as... 
the standard age of the characters for, of shows for little kids have become younger, which is still a weird thing. To and do. it's it sort doesn't, of doesn't make sense. And it's sort of uh, got the the Transformers exclusive corollary of the episode where they get turned into humans. Yeah. Yes. And uh, amusingly, not only has he aged into adulthood, he he's also grown an amazing mustache. <laughs> I guess that's hereditary. Yeah, it's it's weird that like, okay, he grows facial hair, fine, you've aged him up and, and that, but why only the mustache? Just the mustache. Can he only grow the mustache? You'd think he'd have like a Jeremiah Johnson. You beard. would think so, uh, but a no. Bit of scruff, something, as opposed to just a, this neatly trimmed mustache. <laughs> yeah. So basically, and he just so, looks like his dad, but blonde. Yes. You know who is not into this is Frankie. No. no. Well, I don't think anybody's into it as the there episode goes a, on. There was an episode oh, of... Oh, someone's well, into okay, it. Well, okay, one We're person, but it's creepy. There was that episode where uh, Princess Bubblegum in Adventure Time got turned into a, a younger Princess Bubblegum, and then there was, like, awkward romantic stuff that then was not the case. That's fine, because... I mean, that definitely happens in that Next Generation episode, too, where, like, Chief O'Brien is still, you know, Cole Meany, because you cannot find a child who looks like Cole Meany. <laughs> but his wife gets de-aged, and she's all, well, I'm still your wife, Miles O'Brien. He's like, ah, I don't know about that, Kate. <laughs> He's like, ah, no. You're like eight years old. This is super weird. Yes. Anyway, bubbling forever. OTP. That's a thing. Uh, Look it up <laughs> on Tumblr. So Doc Green now realizes that there were two parts of this machine. One thing to make things older, one part to make them younger, and then you blast them at the same time, and that causes stasis. That sounds insanely dangerous. That, yes. Like, that seems very convoluted. Like, there has, I feel like there has to be an easier way. <laughs> That, that's an overly complex, like, mad scientist plot. Like, if Doc Green himself had built this, okay, we'd buy that. But it being <laughs> shipped from the government as a thing? Why? Like, who in the government I mean, I, came up with this and sent it to him? I, I just feel that there's so much margin for error. You'd make one tiny miscalculation wrong, and it's end of last crusade time. Does it just not account for, like... I, I assume it also has to somehow account for the natural passage of time that's continuing to occur while these two beams are in stasis. I, I don't know. And really, do you need the, the age up beam? If you've got the make things younger beam, if you just little zaps of that every once in a while, that stays. Why? Why is there an <laughs> age up beam? Magic. <laughs> So yeah, they they need the they need the extra part to fix it, but Cody doesn't really care because hey, I'm uh, I'm big now. <laughs> yes, it has not made him mature. I, I I've got some great ideas for a uh, for a transformer that turns into a building. <laughs> uh, yes. Also, uh, does anybody know Elizabeth Shue's number? No, <laughs> no. Get another '80s movie that you probably don't want to go back and rewatch. Ooh. I mean, I still think that's a good movie. That is just... That absolutely would not fly today. Yeah, it's a subplot that, oh, ruins the... Well, it, it doesn't ruin the movie as much as Back to the Future, kind of. But, uh. Also, I was clearly thinking of Elizabeth Perkins, not Elizabeth Shue. Uh, whatever. I haven't seen the movie in 20 years. 
apologies to uh, Elizabeth Shue, who is not in the movie Big. <laughs> apologies for thinking that she was in the movie Big. What was the last Tom Hanks movie I saw? Uh, did you see that uh, one where he plays Sully? No. Uh, did you see a hologram for the king? No. The last one might have been Castaway. That was a while ago. Did you see Captain Phillips? No. Why would I go Road see to Perdition? Phillips? No. Cloud Atlas? I saw Road, <laughs> no. to, I saw Road to Perdition. Cloud anyway, Atlas. Captain Phillips is actually really good. Yeah, yeah. but... But... Needs more... But he's not the captain anymore. Anyway, uh, back to the episode. I'm the captain now. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I saw him in Bridge of Spies. That's a great movie. Oh, well, I didn't see that, but that, that that's a maybe. And also, they say that uh, that one where he plays, um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Rogers. They say that's really good. Oh, right. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's stuff. some Tom Hanks movies I should see. I just don't get around to see. He's in a lot of stuff that I'm sure is very good, but it's not enough, like, aliens blowing things up for me, so. I mean, He's he's a very dad movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure my dad's seen a lot of his movies. Or he's in movies that, like, even if they're good, the concept doesn't sound good, like The Terminal. It's like, nah, I don't want to see that. Uh-huh. Even if it's the best possible execution of that movie, which I doubt. <sighs> anyway, so uh, so they get uh, they get back to the fire station, and nobody is quite as surprised that Cody is now an adult as they probably should. Be. <laughs> yeah, I it's, mean... it's very. On this island? They get it? This is true. This is uh, true. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Probably it it would I can't even imagine what it would take to surprise. I mean, four of the people he is coming and introducing this to are alien robots. Yes, yeah. that's true. So, they've already got like a very high threshold for surprise at this point. And and one of the bots wonders if that mustache was in his nose the whole time. <laughs> like, does it just unfold when you become an adult? <laughs> just descends like testicles. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you have a lot of nose hair, you can get that to work. But normally, no. the nose hair is in the you other direction. That's when you get even older. It's not when you're a kid. Yes. <laughs> so there is another emergency this time. Oh, uh, although before that, he finds the uh, the hidden Halloween candy, which is on top of the fridge, which he can now find because he's tall. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> comes also, the- there's kind of like a weird guitar leitmotif going on here that sounds like the Eek the Cat theme. I didn't even notice that. It's weird. Well, I guess and I didn't it was, see Eek the Cat in a long time. Yeah, it was... Bugging me the whole episode. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, well, I, I can understand that because I get the almost imperial march when I get the die ranger later. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're rolling. Which I can't the find a there. clip of which is enough. There has been a rocket accident, as you do, caused by uh, caused by I assume local astronomer and uh, beloved voice actor Mister Cullen. <laughs> oh yeah, they did say Mister Cullen, but we didn't uh-huh. actually meet him, which was a disappointment. Alas. Yes. So, so this because the chief is out of action. Uh, Cody is riding along inside Chase, who does not care for Cody's taste in music. It's like some like Nickelback sounding stuff. It's really bad. Yeah. It's definitely the kind of music that a ten year old thinks is very cool. 
Yeah, ten year old kids is adult. Yes. Probably butt rock. Yeah, it's very butt rock. Like I don't think we were still listening to new metal in twenty fourteen. Mm, no. I mean I was Although, I was never listening to new metal. Maybe it was middle I'll, era Metallica. Oh, what's the the Saint Anger? I, Saint Anger. I he, was definitely he getting is a very madly in anger with you. I was definitely getting a very nickelback vibe from it, so <laughs> sorry. So so Cody actually does come up with a pretty good strategy to get this out of there. Although it, it does result in a gigantic explosion. Well, yeah, because they're bad at tying ropes on the blades and, and it just slips out. All they're holding by is the nose cone. Uh, wrap it around the tail fins. However, everybody likes Cody being in charge more because unlike Kate, he asks politely. Yes, yes. He, he asked Heatwave to let him use his ladder and Heatwave is just like, okay. And Kate was like, hey. And he was like, I asked nicely. <laughs> Oh, I, I am kind of surprised that, that Chase seemed to let him drive. He doesn't have a license. No, he definitely does not have a license. You know, they keep talking about whenever they bring up him driving, they never mention, and I, I feel like this came up back in season one. They talk about it as being because he's too small. Yeah. Like, I remember but there like, being a point in season one th- like, about there being some yeah. crack about how he can't drive because he's too short. And so maybe they don't have, like, driver's licenses on Griffin or <laughs> Or at least, wait, you, wait, uh, my brain was like, okay, maybe the robots don't know or don't care about licenses, but he's in Chase. Chase knows. The one who would care. Chase knows. Yes. Chase absolutely uh, knows. It's, it's just, it's weird. Anyway, also the they rocket keep explodes. Specifically no pointing out that he is six foot two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and so uh, Cody has to. Well, he introduced himself to the crowd as Cole. Yes. A previously unseen uh, cousin. Because I don't know. This is Griffin Rock. They probably would accept that you're just. Oh yeah, it's it's Cody. He's aged up. There was a science accident. Sure, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. He was hanging out at Doc Green's place, and now he's an adult. All right. No, no, no. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> And he asks that you know he tells them to you know move out of the way, and he says, "And you have to listen to me because I'm an adult." Adult, <laughs> yes, it's great. It, it's it's a very a- aliens us. Is this one of your Earth jokes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's trying though. He's trying his best. But I, I can tell you, somebody is fooled, and that is uh, Cade love interest Haley, yes. who you may notice. Sounds a little different this episode. Does she? She does. Well, yeah, and you know, I uh, she's uh, she's the love of uh, Kevin McAllister's life. It's uh, Danica McKellar, uh, Winnie Cooper. Ooh, maybe oh. uh, maybe it was the hummus. Uh, she was also Miss Martian. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. And she's a uh, she's a mathematician as well. Yes. Wait. And she is in a ton of those, uh, like, Hallmark movies. <laughs> I was more aware of her actually being a mathematician than I was of, of her being in Hallmark movies. Because, again, <laughs> no aliens blowing stuff up. I'm sure it's we've, fine, but I'm not interested. We've got Christmas She Wrote, Christmas at Dollywood, 
Christmas at Grand Valley. All different characters in these. <laughs> well, yeah. Coming yeah. home for Christmas. Well, she has... My Christmas dream. I'm assuming... Crown for Christmas. That these are romance. And I'm oh, going to yes. put on Love my... Christmas table. My genre editor hat here and point out that in romance stories, you have to have a happily ever after or at least a happily for now. These are actually yes, happily have, until New Year's. The the convenient acronyms <laughs> of the the HFN at least or the uh, HEA, and that is like what defines rom- one of the most definitive qualities of rom- of a romance story. So if she's going to be in a romance story, she can't just be in another romance story as the same character with a different dude, because that implies that the first romance did not work out. And I doubt Hallmark Channel has that many poly relationship movies. Yes. I don't think there's a lot of continuity in those. So, no. so yeah. There is no Hallmark Cinematic Universe. She would be. It, it would make sense that she was different characters in all of them from a genre romance perspective. Yeah, and, and you really shouldn't be reading them off for that because we also have Lacey Chabert in this show, and oh my, oh god, my god, you know how many she's in on the Hallmark Channel. Also, this wow. is why, Maybe that's how... for the most part, I am not allowed to actually write romance except for the one story I had published because most of my stuff does not end well. Oh, yeah, unhappy maybe, endings are more interesting. Yeah, maybe they were just, like, filming one of these in Vancouver, and she was like, hey, Danica, you know, I got this I got this Transformers voice racket going on. You want to you wanna do a guest spot? Maybe, maybe. Uh, give Miam Bialik a call. See if she's uh, up for it. <laughs> yes. She's probably in a bunch of those. Anyway, so, uh, so there is a... Uh, so, uh, yes, this uh, this Haley is super into Cody, and he is still in his girls are icky phase. Yeah, he does. So he's kind of oblivious to it. Presumably yeah. he has physically gone through puberty, but he has definitely not mentally or emotionally gone through puberty. So he is definitely like, no thank you. You know, she she asks if she can take him out. She's like, "You don't need me. You don't. I don't need you to take me out. I can drive. I'm an adult." <laughs> I love that. I don't need anybody to take me. I can drive because <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Anyway, so Cade tells him to get lost. He goes to see uh, Doc and Frankie to see if they've made any progress. And instead, the Doc has mostly succeeded in making a bunch of bananas explode. <laughs> Oh, yeah, which very gave helpful. me unfortunate flashbacks to Steins Gate and the Gel Bananas. Okay. It's a really good anime about time travel, sort of, kind of, about this one guy whose mind gets swept through different timelines and things get worse the more he tries to fix things. But one of the the things they're... They have a microwave that sends bananas back in time and they turn into gooey gel bananas. I mean... Bananas will turn into gooey gel if given enough time. Also, it sounds like an anim- it sounds like an anime version of that Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer's accidentally turns the toaster into a time into a time machine. Oh, uh, okay. Keeps accidentally causing butterfly effects. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's basically what Steins Gate is. It, it's a good show. Is is there one where he reaches a dystopia run by Ned Flanders? Uh oh, I, there was. Well, I think there is a dystopia branch maybe but not like to that extreme 
It's more just like the people around him get in worse and weirder situations <clears throat> by trying to improve their lives and dying. Lots of death. Yeah, I'm mostly... Well, I, more death than you would like. It's been on my list of things I know I should watch after I uh, saw a panel at an anime, anime convention with a voice actor for one of, if not the main character, uh, talking about how he had, like given just this absolutely emotionally demolishing performance that just destroyed his voice and and it was a I, lot. I've only seen it in Japanese and I can imagine what the dub had to do to get some of those scenes. Yeah. Ooh. Screaming. Oh there's a lots there's of a sequel film? I did not know that. Then again I never played the game either. Anyway. So yeah, Cody goes to see Frankie. They play some basketball, but it is, as you can imagine, somewhat one-sided because he's a grown man and she's a small child. Yeah, yeah. she's definitely yeah. not into any of this. She's she's done. Yeah, so so she takes off, chases all, hey, perhaps you would like to play some basketball with me. And he's like, oh, well, no, he can't, can't beat you. you. I'm a human and you're a giant robot. He's like, eh? Eh? <laughs> So imagine how Frankie must feel. And he's like, okay, fine. So Cody gets it and is like, okay, well, I guess I better become a child again. And it just so happens that Evan and Miles are sneaking around looking for the other half of uh, of their machine. And so despite the uh, the best efforts of Chase and uh, the robot dinosaur that uh, Doc Green owns. Yeah, that's... I had I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten about the dinosaur. Yeah, I'd forgotten they stood... They still have repaired it. I don't like the fact that it's got, like, torn flesh nope, on its chest. it's a zombie. Dino damage. Yeah. Oof, it's a zombie. It can be like so, the, the Beast Wars Neo toys dinosaurs that had a intermediate <laughs> mode of being dead dinosaurs for some reason. So they uh, they, they they chase them off to this uh, to the uh, the the crate zone where they're just a bunch of crates. You know, again, Madripoor. Yes, Heatwave and Cade join them, but Cade is blasted by their half of the weapon, and thus becomes Boy Cade. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's fair. He's just adorably indignant about the whole thing. Yes. Oh, he's he's very Dennis the Menace. So tiny. Yes. In his oversized so, fireman outfit. Yes. And so apparently Evan and Miles' plan is to hijack the ferry and make it back to the mainland. Yeah. Alright. Sure. I mean, perhaps you could hijack a faster moving vehicle than a ferry. Like any other kind of boat. Yeah, especially when there's a helicopter on the island. Like, like they'll, they'll, they'll just call the mainland and they'll have the cops waiting for you when you pull in. Yes. Yeah. Ferries are kind of like well established as to their schedules and where you know you can only dock them so many they need a rowboat they need to just like pull into a little smuggler's cove somewhere and yeah unless or like, like a speedboat or something yes yeah unless their car converts to aquatic they're kind of screwed because like where else can the ferry dock other than a ferry dock yes i mean it does look like a mask vehicle yeah <laughs> it, it is possible but unlikely so there, there is much uh, scrambling around in this uh, in this crate area, um, but ultimately, Man Cade and bo- or uh, Boy Cade 
and man Cody team up. Uh, they they chase these two into a box, which then Chase slams a lid on. Because they just had this, like, mousetrap jail cell sitting around the docks, as you do. You know, we were just going to, you know, uh, transport some, uh, some live gorillas to the zoo. <laughs> It's a fine idea, it just... Why? Yes. Why was that there? So, yeah, we head back. Uh, you know, the Doc has both halves. He's going to have the machine up and running soon. Uh, but meanwhile, you know, and the Chief is feeling much better. At least he is until he sees uh, Man Cody and Boy Cade arm wrestling. And he says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually not okay. And I may never be okay again. I'm going to bed. Womp womp. And that is the episode. It, you know, it, it, it's, it's a silly premise, but it, it's enjoyable enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some good Cade, and I always appreciate Cade because he's the worst. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's got him being the worst. Him being I mean, his... basically a kids' movie villain, briefly there. Yes. Yeah, Cade being bad and being shown up to be a jerk is good, but Cade's kind of girlfriend hitting on Cody. Ew, no, please, why that part? Ew, humans. <laughs> oh, and I, I was just checking the wiki to make sure I got a line right, and when Chase asked um, the the hoodie druid kids after he stands on top of their car as if he's um, oh, Galvatron no. trying trying to rip the top off of Ultra Magnus yes. and ask them if they are familiar with Miranda. They're like, are you and, familiar with the human known as Miranda? Yes. Yeah, and, and it turns out apparently Chase's voice actor is also in Mass Effect and there's a character named Miranda in Mass Effect. Ha. No. So maybe that was an intentional gag. Well, I assume but then it's... again, it's Chase, and who else is going to read someone their Miranda rights? Yes, presumably, <laughs> normally the chief does it, but the chief is not there, so yes. Chase is attempting to mimic him as best he can. Although yes. it's kind of odd, I think this is the first time Miranda rights have come up in this show. <laughs> not that there's oh. a lot of crime, but yeah, I mean the thing is that most of the crime is not like human crime; it's just disasters. Yes. Well, or the, or the guy speeding. Yes. Or straight up super villainy. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. It's All a, right, so yeah, that now. Fun little episode. Not very rescue bot y heavy, but it's it's fine. No. I didn't mind. So I. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes. This week on Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger. Your. Oh, oh crap! My phone stuck. <laughs> Uh, your souls, please? Wait, what? please? <laughs> it, it, it's like uh, the guy from Mortal Kombat is being very polite. Yes. Your soul is mine, please? Yeah. If you don't mind. It has begun, if you guys are good. <laughs> if Wait, you're which, ready. Again, it's just translating the, the title. Uh, was it Tamashi Chodai? I guess it's polite way of asking. Your soul is mine. I humbly regret that you finish him. <laughs> yeah. It, it starts with uh, yellow and blue are racing each other on, on a bike and a car, and they almost run over a child, and then a second child comes out. You almost ran over my brother, and then tries to extort them by, like, getting their addresses. 
It's like he's fine now, but what if anything happens to him later? Give me your address. It's like, uh, kid, what? No? And, and then, oh, okay, so it's going to be a kid-centric episode, kind of. Oh, no. But then, well, well the, the plan of most of the bad guys is we need children's souls to do what's this or nothing, sacrifice, something, eh, whatever. Anyway. Something, something, human sacrifice. The monster of the week shows up as a human, a guy with a mustache, with a weird hat, and a key motif on rollerblades, which Ooh. I didn't realize they had roller... Well, I guess they had rollerblades in the early 90s. I just didn't get rollerblades in the early 90s. I did. Who, like, he has keys and he can open doors in people's chests, like, literally, like, sticks a key on someone's chest, turns the key... Little doors open up as if they're a robot with a door in the front. Oh, reaches wow. in and pulls out a glowing bowl, ball that's their soul. Oh, man. And he's the key jester. This is great. It, it, it's it's kind of like lightly hor- horrific, horrifically creepy. Good for kids. <laughs> Baby's first nightmare. Yay. Anyway, um, so he's out doing that. And, and there's some good creepy camera angles of, of the... Rangers trying to investigate stuff. And and they, they almost get run over by a haunted car, which it turns out wasn't actually a haunted car. It was a car driven by a haunted doll. Yee. Oh. Speaking of being too short to... Yes. That's too short it, to drive. Well, I, I, I guess that... Because the, he's taking the souls out of the children, stuffing them in the, these dolls, but it... Be, it Basically, a power source for these evil dolls. I don't who like just it. Do nothing but wicked shit and floating around and like, but they're weird, like puppet doll things. Like there's elves and Santa, mm-hmm. evil Santa and stuff, and, and there's like a hippo. This this sounds it, very uh, child's play. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, they're mostly just like puppeting around. They're not walking around, or they're just hovering and floating. It, I, I haven't seen all those sequels. There must be one where he drives a car somehow. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Probably the most recent remake. Well, the one remake, not the reboot by the original creator one, mm. I would guess. Where, oh, is that the one where he's voiced by Mark Hamill or something? Somebody yes, the, the, in the remake he's Mark Hamill. Everywhere else he's Brad Dourif. Yes. Yeah, I, I'll stick with the Brad Dourif ones. They're, they're at least entertainingly bad. I don't know about the other one. Um... Anyway, so the the Rangers find it. It starts out with with blue and yellow are kind of the focus, but then somewhere along the line, they don't give a shit about the kids. And Green starts investigating this child soul stealing business that's going on. <laughs> so it becomes his episode, and he ends up fighting the 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 key jester who has a key blade and throws keys, and it's very weird. Oh, and, and they call up the, their their master, Master Kaku, on their little communicator thingies, which, you know, Rangers, communicator thingies, that's standard. But he picks up on what's, I think it's a CB radio with a handset to answer mm-hmm. them. It's just very weird. It's like, we had this prop and worked. Okay. Anyway, there's a big fight at the end, and the the three Gorma guys who barely have anything show up smack the rangers around and then the key jester takes the little girl's soul like he took her brother's and then just pops off that's the end of the episode the rangers lose oh there's no there's no giant monster fight there, there there's a fight in a quarry rock pit thing 
But they lose, and it's to be continued, and <gasps> I like when they do unusual stuff like this. They're slowly building to, they don't even have the full robot yet. But, but I turned, I tuned in for the last ten minutes so I could see the Red Dragon Thunderzord. I did, what the, there was a fight, no, there, there were, the Dragonzord didn't show up at all, but there was a bit of a fight. That's you know? terrible! That's <laughs> terrible, well, it's, it's terrible for the formula, but it's more interesting to watch. I guess. I imagine as the show goes on, it will become more formulaic. I just want to mm. watch the Red Dragon Thunderzord. They're starting by a little bit, a little bit change up. Well, it's in the opening. Okay. I guess that's something. At least get that. With the cool song. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. The Rangers lose. Yeesh. Yeah. Wow. Womp womp. I guess All they right, have to, so that... like, start out getting beat up on so that it's more, like, exciting when they're not getting beat up on. <laughs> yeah, it is more exciting. Like, build suspense. Like a lot of anime. A lot of anime and other shows, like... Everything is put together in the first episode. It's like, oh, here's all the stuff set up, and, and we just go and hit the floor. Mm-hmm. This hasn't quite done that. We don't have all the robots. We're losing. <laughs> we didn't, they haven't mastered their chi powers yet. Ow. And it's fun. Anyway. Hmm. So, just... yeah, that is it for One for the Ages. I'll be back next week with uh, the return of a uh, recurring foe. <gasps> Bad guys, even more of a recurring and even worse recurring foe than the druids. Yes, the the one who is definitely not a druid, but may have escaped from a steampunk adventure. <laughs> oh, wait, is it the star of the TV series Over the Top? I have not seen that series. Was it also about arm wrestling? No, it is not. I I, I was googling like to to check the cast and compare that child actor, and it wasn't the same kid. But the, apparently there was a TV series called Over the Top that only lasted for, well, they made 11 episodes. They didn't air all of them because it was canceled really quick. Oops. Um, starring some, some actors we know, Annie Potts, Steve Carell, and the main character was Tim Curry. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And it's a shame it was canceled, but apparently all 11 episodes are on YouTube. Ooh. So I Ooh. might check that out later. There you go. Just to see how bad it could be. Oh, hey, it's also got the uh, the guy who played uh, Jay Peterman. <laughs> and uh, Steve Carell playing a Greek immigrant. Oh. I'm guessing Steve isn't actually Greek? I don't believe so. Oh. He's definitely not from Greece. No. Oof. Uh, he, he is apparently Italian, German, and Polish. Oh, Alright, so until next time, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, which uh, we have a Patreon set up for to help with hosting and other expenses at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Still hammering out what we're going to do for April, but it's going to be something fun. Yes, I I think uh, we're leaning in this direction. Uh, I think, oh no... There goes Tokyo. <laughs> we'll to, see. To some degree. In in one way or another. And and uh yes. we'll we'll see what's out there. We'll see what's available. I'm I'm thinking I'm trying to see if I can dig up the uh the nineties Godzilla cartoon. Hmm. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's the problem. Is like some things either that they're they're not online or they're streaming on a service we don't have. I, I have just found a readily available stream of the uh, the nineties. I guess not nineties. Later than nineties, Kong. All right, I think David Kay's oh. in that. Oh, that might be. Uh, we might have to lean in that direction then, because I like some yeah. Ocean Group people. Uh, Although yeah. we, we we could wait, we could do whatever because uh, apparently in June uh, the Godzilla anime is going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. The good one, not the last one that I didn't give a shit about. Yeah, I don't remember anybody caring about any recent Godzilla animes. So <laughs> no, but this one looks fun. It has a goofy jet jaguar robot. Ooh. Jet Jaguar. Maybe we should uh, we should find one of the old Godzilla movies that was dubbed by Omni Productions <laughs> that uh, occasionally pop up on Comet, and I'll have it on in the background so I can hear Chrome Dome talking about Jet Jaguar. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm stuck in an iceberg, like Godzilla at the uh, beginning of Godzilla's Revenge. Or no, it was the end of Godzilla's Revenge and into Godzilla vs. King Kong. The first Godzilla vs. King Kong, not Godzilla vs. Kong. What's a Kong vs. a Godzilla? I forget what it's called. Because I'm not going to see the theater to see it. Yeah. Not yet. One of these days.